hidden gem small cap altcoin. This is the fastest growing crypto platform on the planet with real world partners, mass adoption. This is a hidden gem low cap altcoin that nobody is talking about. This is one of our top picks for 2023. So make sure you watch to the end of the episode. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of the Beam Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be revealing a small cap hidden gem altcoin. This is one altcoin that is seeing real world adoption, mass adoption, insane partners. In fact, it has over 100,000 downloads on the Google Play Store. Um, it's the default browser for all of Europe. Mm. It's a decentralized Google. Yeah, so, I mean, we talk about small cap gem altcoins a lot on the show and in the Discord and, and on our Twitters and stuff, but it's rare that you come along to a project that has a real working project. You know, a lot of these projects, they're early stage, they're in development, they don't have any users, it's, it's a lot of hopes and dreams, right? But one thing we love about this project is they have a real working platform with thousands of users and some of the most insane partnerships which will drive continued adoption in the years moving forward. So, you know, when we come, come across this, we say, all right, it's a decentralized Google, it's a decentralized search engine. That's also a sector that has a lot of tailwinds. So there's a lot of stuff going for this project. For sure. So this is a project that's, uh, I believe it's been around since 2017. The, the coin itself specifically has been traded since then at least. Uh, still functioning. So if you go in the Telegram group, you can see that they provide... What I like about this project is the transparency. Mm. A lot of the times, Shane and I, you know, we'll do the hard work, and that's you know, interacting with the team, asking questions in the Telegram groups, following their Twitter. You can see on a weekly basis, every week, updates. This is how many people are now using the platform. This is how many nodes are being staked, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So this platform has seen a 2,000% increase in usage over the past two years. That's huge. It's massive. Yeah. So we've seen them go from 2 million uh, daily active users to 10 million daily active users right. in two years. Not only speaks to their partnerships, but also the sector they're operating in, right? And we always talk about narratives and, and stuff like that on the show. You always want to look out for certain headlines and things that will drive sectors of crypto to become hot and trendy. And so the one that the project we're talking about right now is operating in a, a sector that I think is seeing a lot of tailwinds for this rising internet censorship narrative, right? So we've already seen TikTok potentially being banned in America. We've, we've seen a bill come in Canada where we live where potentially the government is going to be able to control what tech platforms can show people. Mm. That includes search engines, social media platforms, and all that. So we've started to see headlines come out about how people are pushing back on internet censorship. And that's why a decentralized search engine like this project could start to see mass adoption as people go away from these potentially censored platforms to one where it's free reign. Yeah, I mean, like, look, when you when COVID was happening, you know, you hop onto Twitter before Elon Musk owned it. There was a lot of censorship. They had the Twitter files that came out, and you could actually see, you know, what was actually being blocked and what people on the platform were actually able to see. 
if you go on Google and you try to search in, you know, certain narratives or what what it is that you're looking for, um, you'll get a, a biased appro- um, feed. Yep. Because it was some, it was interesting. I, I actually did a video on it, and BlackRock owns seven. I believe it's Vanguard and BlackRock and Fidelity own like t- a combined total of about eighteen to twenty percent of Alphabet of Google. Right. But they also own, you know, certain media outlets as well, like NBC and CBS, et cetera. So if there's a particular narrative or agenda that needs to be pushed, but you're, but they also own a Google search engine, how are you supposed to know what's showing up in your feed or in your search is actually true? Mm. You know, and when it's coming from a centralized authority, they have the right to change things around. When you're using a decentralized um, app like Presearch, it's coming from you know it's got 80,000 nodes so it's controlled by the people so what it is that you're searching isn't necessarily going to be a narrative that's being pushed on you yeah so i mean that speaks to the narrative of neutrality right net neutrality which seems to be a trending topic so not only when you when you use a decentralized search engine is the results you're going to be seeing more neutral but it's transparent in terms of the whole platform and how it operates is transparent and they're not shoving all these crazy ads down your face and all that kind of stuff and also privacy so, you know, obviously there's a ton of issues about privacy with Facebook and Instagram and all that kind of stuff recording your data. But when you use pre-search, which is the gem project we're talking about, the search engine does not record your search profile or any of that data or record, you know, to give you all these targeted ads and, and different things that you're going to get on cent- centralized searches and social media. So there's a lot of advantages and, and an interesting advantage as well. Now, once you start talking about the token is because pre-search is decentralized, Web3 has a token, PRE is the ticker, you get rewarded with the token for using the search engine. Mm. So there's incentive for people to come flock to this platform, which I like a lot. Right. And also to the advertising perspective as well, what the advertisers need to do, they need to stake, they need to stake pre, and then they get uh, awarded certain words. So I believe there's like 16,000 words. But as the platform continues to move up in its adoption, as we've seen it go from 2 million to 4 million to 10 million with its recent partnership with Carbon, what ends up happening is that advertisers are going to come to this platform. And in order to get to capture the eyes of the people who are using it, they're going to have to be required. There's going to be like a bidding war, if you will. And the advertisers are going to have to start staking more and more and more. And what's interesting, as a lot of our viewers should already know, is when you find a project that has 80 to 100% of its tokens in circulation, you know that there's no there's no more team members who are going to be getting their their, their right. circulation, right? So what ends up happening is 80% of the tokens are in circulation, right? 75% of those 80% are staked right now by the advertisers. More and more advertisers are going to come in. They're going to stake. It's going to drive the price of the token up, in my opinion, mm-hmm. over time as more people flock to the platform. Yeah, it's it's the, the token has real use. The tokenomics are sound. It's a it's a bit of a more mature project, so you know that dumping is not going to be the same as like a newer project that just launched. Yeah. Um, but now you know. Let's let's kind of go back to one thing you mentioned. There's the adoption, and you mentioned at the start of the show the huge partnership, which is a main headline when you go into their Twitter, their website. Presearch was chosen as the default search engine for all new Android devices in Europe. of all smartphone users in Europe use Android. You know, here in North America, everyone has Apple and everyone in North America thinks North America is the whole world. It's not really the case. So 70% of Europeans use Android. Now, when they download or they get their new phone, their default search engine has to be pre-searched. That's crazy. 
That's massive. <laughs> like, like I, I, I can't even overstate or understate like how incredible that actually is. And Europe has a population of 800 million people. Yeah. If that's 70% and, you know, people eventually have your contract runs out or you, you, you're fed up with your phone, every year or two, you're going to see another wave of people getting pre-search on their phone. And it's the default browser. Yeah, so I think that could potentially drive millions and millions of new users to pre-search every year. They already have more than 100 million searches per month, but I could see that number rising exponentially as more and more Europeans are buying phones. And the reason that happened was because Europe had an antitrust suit against Google where they couldn't preload Chrome because it's Android, Google owns Android. They couldn't preload Chrome as their browser. So they they picked pre-search out of all browsers. Out of all browsers. And so that's interesting. Um, other partners they have, as you mentioned earlier, they just partnered with Carbon Browser, which is one of the top Web3 bra- um, like browsers. And then so now they're using PreSearch as their search engine. Uh, and now they're making, it, it looks like in their GitHub, they're attempting to potentially, and it would make a lot of sense, uh, to become MetaMask's Web3 yeah. default browser as well. Yeah. so we be p- huge. We picked that up. They've been talking about that on our Twitter. I mean, it just makes sense, right? MetaMask the top Web3 decentralized wallet. You know, you, there's a browser function when you're connecting to Uniswap and all that kind of stuff. It would make a lot of sense for them to use pre-search. So that would be a huge catalyst for growth um, in the project if that happens. And then there was that other one with Booking.com, right? Mm. So Booking.com is one of the world's largest hotel attraction booking services in the world. And pre-search recently partnered with them for monetization options and exploring all kinds of ways to work together. So not only are you seeing pre-search partner with some of the biggest and most notable companies in the world. They're doing things that are going to, you know, some of these partnerships that you see with crypto yeah. companies, it's just fluff, right? Yeah. These partnerships are actually going to drive millions of new users, adoption and potentially monetization to the pre-search project. So you got to give kudos to their team. Absolutely. They're also doing, um, they're using OpenAI, GPT-3 to yeah. power, you know, AI pre-search, pre-search AI. So, so right now they're using OpenAI GPT-3, but they're, working on and introducing their very own AI technology. Uh, you know, Microsoft is current, currently using OpenAI as well for uh, Bing. So I was going through, you know, who, who are all their team members? And they got this guy named uh, Trey Granger. So he's a chief technology officer. And he's actually written a book called AI Powered Search. So this is a guy who has been with in AI for a very long time. I actually looked on his LinkedIn profile the guy's been with the company for six years. Wow. He's still with them. So he, he's not going anywhere. You know, you look at some of these projects and it's like, who, who are the team members? You know, how long, are they, how long are they sticking around for? The guy, you can find him on LinkedIn. He's writing a book on AI. He's been with the project for six years. Yeah. Not going anywhere. It, it certainly gives an element of trust to a project. You know, it's a lot of these, you know, tiny micro cap gems, the team's anonymous. You don't know who these people are, but it's really nice to see an established project like Presearch with real partners real team members that have been there for over five years doing real things. And I think this whole AI thing, this is really the kicker of the whole project because we already can see they've built an amazing decentralized search platform and now they're putting AI into it. And not only will that make the, the search engine better because, you know, as I've, I've started to use ChatGPT quite frequently yeah. for my day-to-day tasks, research, analysis, all that kind of stuff, it's super helpful. And now when this comes into search engines, if pre-search can implement it effectively, it's going to, create another reason why people will switch to pre-search but also you know as we all all know crypto is driven by hype and the ai narrative will keep coming back every time there's a big ai announcement and if pre-search can get themselves into that ai narrative 
you know, the first time the AI narrative came around, we had projects like, you know, Viot, Alley, all that kind of stuff, Fetch, Ajax. Pre-search was not an AI project. No. But if they can get themselves into the conversation, they could potentially benefit from that AI hype that will come back. So it's all about the hype sometimes, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, to me, <coughs> I just look at the numbers. You know, I've seen them go from 2 million to 10 million active users, 700,000 to 4 million searches per day. These are f- substantial increases. 600 to 72 to over 72,000 nodes right becoming fully decentralized and even then the amount of tokens being staked 90 million to 280 million staked mm. those numbers continue on that path yeah and we start to see a continued adoption which we're seeing man i think the sky's the limit for this project yeah i think so for sure so right now it's sitting around a market cap of like 40 45 million as you said 80% of tokens in circulation um, you made a good comparison how, you know, I think our conviction with this one is strong like it was with Morpheus Network when yeah. we first talked about it back in September of 2022 and it went on like a 400% run after that. And that's because of all the reasons that we've just been alluding to. Strong team, transparent team. They've been in the game for a while. Strong partners, real adoption, and a pathway for a, um, exponential adoption moving forward. So if you're looking for, a, you know, a token that has a ton of things going for it and has been executing, pre-search, is has to be at the top of my watch list. It's definitely like really hard to find projects like Morpheus Network. We haven't found one of that, like how solid Morpheus Network is, yeah. you know, in terms of how they're working at DHL and Swift mm-hmm. and Coca Cola. Yeah. You know what I mean? Plus a fully docs team, all the tokens in circulation yep. and a low market cap. It's really tough to find these ones. And this is since September of 2022, I'd say that this is like on par with what we found with Morpheus Network. Yeah, no, I like this one a lot. Um, it's one that I'm going to be continuing to to cover over the, the coming weeks, months, and years, hopefully. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, if, if you guys have any questions about pre-search or if you have any other small cap gems that you think are as high quality as pre-search, I'm talking not these, I don't want to hear about meme coins yeah, or no, anonymous no. teams or ridiculous gambling websites. If you have any small cap gems that you think can stack up to Morpheus Network and pre-search, leave them in the comments so Josh and I can do a deep dive on them and, and potentially, you know, raise awareness for those projects as well. Yeah, we're talking like 40 mil cap, fully di- like fully like fully diluted, all the tokens are in circulation, yeah. strong team, et cetera, right? So yeah. yeah, let us know in the comments, hit the like button, and then tune into the next episode. Because that one is going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the BeamPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeamPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.